Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover all things from games, movies, television, pop culture, travel, entertainment, and more. You can also catch us on Sci-Fi Radio, BJ Shays Geek Nation, where we put the simul- on cast WFM, we put the simulcast on our page. We have our quarterly magazine. We're working on the June issue right now. And, of course, PanalCentral.com, keyword skewed, where you can see our game reviews and 12 papers in 21 markets. And, of course, our syndication partners. And I'm joined, as always, with Justin and Michael. And we have a little bit of a quicker show today due to some uh, travel and some schedule stuff. But we just had the Xbox showcase and the uh, Starfield deep dive happen. And we, of course, had the recent Summer Game Fest kickoff the other day, as well as some other reveals. So we thought we'd do a quick run through that and then update you some interesting rumors about uh, how the potential uh, talent strikes might affect San Diego Comic-Con and go from there. So right off, gentlemen, we we hit the ground running with Summer Game Fest with Mortal Kombat 1. And I have to say it looked pretty uh, good. I like the very creative backgrounds to it and the fact that you can pull in like a secondary character now and then in the expanded roster. So we will start with Justin. What do you uh, think about it? Yeah, it looks good. Um, you know, I, th- I feel like this might be a good jumping off point. Um, it's been a little while since I've, uh, you know, played the Mortal Kombat games. So this will be kind of an interesting take. Uh, I know I've been following the story. So uh as someone who played a lot of the older games and um the uh the new one sort of kind of reboots with uh you know uh, it's not really a spoiler anymore because it's a big part of the premise of the game but Liu Kang is now the god and kind of uh fills in the same role that Raiden did in the original game so i do think this is a very interesting take of basically going back to the beginning and it's different enough. The roster is different enough. It's not just a straight remake. Uh, so I'm I'm very intrigued on on how they how they're gonna uh, take things going forward. What's going to be different? And it does look like it has very high production value. The, the latest games have been very well received. So I I'm looking forward to this. Uh, as far as other things that were at Summer Games Fest, it's a little bit lighter, but I uh, just wanted to throw in there, you know, Space Marine 2 looks fantastic. I was a huge fan of the first one, and uh, I'm a bit of a hobbyist uh, in Warhammer um, myself, so uh, it's very interesting kind of what they're doing. If you kind of go deeper into what, what's going on in in the uh, the tabletop space, uh, this this is sort of tying in with the newer stuff that, that Games Workshop is doing story-wise, so... Uh, I'm very interested. I really liked the first one, and I think the big reveal for Space Marine 2 at Summer Games Fest was that it will have co-op, which the first game did not. The first game did have a mode where you could play with your friends and take on waves of enemies, but it was not a co-op campaign. It looks like they are doing a co-op campaign uh, with this one, so I am very, uh, very excited for that. Uh, The last big kind of surprise was uh final fantasy 7 uh remake part 2 uh looks really good i liked the first one again i think this is another one that um it's been very popular lately to just do straight remakes of stuff resident evil 2 resident evil 4 dead space uh this is a little bit different they're kind of you know if you're a fan of the old final fantasy 7 they are taking it in a new direction 
Uh, that's a big kind of selling point of, of what they're doing. It is, you know, a technically actually a sequel, um, it, you know, if you kind of get deep, deeper into it. So uh, very interesting. It looks like the combat is good, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that as well. And Michael, your take, please. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing with the Mortal Kombat series. Um, the story had, in the, in the earlier version, the story was never really in the forefront of the gameplay. I mean, it existed. They always had some lore that existed around it, but it wasn't really um, presented in a real um, cohesive manner, which I think they've really tried to address with the latest series of the Mortal Kombat games. Obviously, it still features a lot of the uh, uh, bone-crushing uh, visuals that we get to see, um, like we saw with the uh, last Mortal Kombat and the one previous to that as well. So yeah, I think they did a really good job. It looks like the roster's fairly flushed out. I know there was, we kind of talked about, were they going to just utilize the roster for Mortal Kombat you know, 1, or were they going to have other characters in there? Thankfully, it looks like there's a pretty big roster from what they showed off. Uh, they usually add people to that roster as well going forward. So, you know, I'd say it's, it's, it definitely looks like it'll be another um, uh, good good uh, aspect of that series, you know, going back to the story, taking things uh, one step further. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Prince of Persia, at first, when I, I saw the visuals, I, I wasn't sure what I thought about them, but it kind of started to grow on me. And one of the things I like about the new Prince of Persia that was showed off is it kind of takes it back to its roots. Um, the game originally designed by Jordan Meshner um, and uh, developed, you know, produced by Broderbund Software um, was very much a um, 2D platforming game um, where this takes it a step further and it's not just a, a 2D platformer, but it also adds quite a bit of um, combat. Uh, it almost reminded me of the Metroid Dread um, that was released for the Switch, what, a year ago now? Maybe a little bit longer. Um, kind of that take on the um, high-fidelity visuals for the 2D platformer. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it's a interesting take um, because for the longest time, back for the past, uh, what, 15, 20 years now, um, with Sands of Time and, and games like that, um, those were all really focused on story. Um, we're more focused on, um, you know, 3D, um, you know, third-person perspective, um, running around. Those games are great. Don't get me wrong. I, I love that that whole series. But I like to see it going back to its roots. Um, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what their price point is on it. Are they going to go the 49.99 route? Or are they going to try to go the 69.99 route with this game? But in general, I really like how it turned out. Um, and to, to Justin's point with Space Marines too, um, yeah, I like the first one a lot. Um, it's always fun to kind of jump into the, um, the Space Marine um, suit and you know fight your way you know through the various uh, bad guys that are a part of that. I've always been a big fan of all the Warhammer games, everything from the uh, um, tactical games to the um, RTS games uh, to the original Space Marines, and being able to play this with co-op and you know have somebody that go in there with you is always just icing on, on top of the cake. So all in all, not a lot to be excited about from Summer Game Fest. Um, not a lot of new releases. Um, quite a bit of stuff that I didn't find all that intriguing, but those are kind of the ones that I was really pretty excited about. It was interesting because they asked on Twitter right after the uh, showcase they asked for people to rate, uh, give it a grade. And, you know, people were, honestly, they were a little all over the place. And what was interesting was that 
they uh, had commented that they thought the grading was fair, but it was um, basically 17.5% gave it an A, 36.8% gave it a B, 27.8% gave it a C, and 17.9% gave it a D or a below. And it's also, you know, it's always the uh, problem with expectations. You know, we had always tried to tell people after three years of these online showcases you have to temper your expectations because the difference between it and e3 is e3 everybody is there everyone is at the same time there is severe competition for attention so you kind of have to you know blow people away we've talked about how you know roughly what's there uh from your um schedule appointments but you also know there's going to be a lot of stuff you don't know about and that's part of the joy is the moment you step foot on that floor and you see these massive displays and these things you get it and like somebody pointed out uh the problem with expectations as they had been hyping on summer game fest that there would be a massive reveal to close the showcase and he said to me when i hear massive reveal i think grand theft auto 6 and i got final fantasy 7 remake and he said, that's the difference with expectations. You were so used to big events like this that it was going to be some bring down the house reveal at the end. And you're like, uh, okay, that's it. Uh, but, you know, we did see some interesting things. I know, Michael, we talked about Alan Wake too. I was curious about Toxic Commando. And that's, you know, not from the fact that it is more of a retro, um, under-the-radar first-person shooter but the fact is uh, John Carpenter's involvement with it is uh, intriguing. So be curious to see uh, what plays out. Now, switching gears, obviously, we have other days coming up. We have uh, Capcom and Ubisoft forward tomorrow. But today was the Xbox uh, showcase and the Starfield deep dive. And uh, we finally got a look at what Massive Entertainment and Ubisoft are doing for the Star Wars world. And uh, we've been promised some gameplay uh, footage tomorrow, but Star Wars Outlaws, that looks like an intriguing game. So, Michael, why don't you start us off? What did you make of that? Wow, there were so many. I thought the Xbox Showcase really knocked it out of the park. And something I think they needed to do to kind of um, keep one step ahead, um, you know, with, with the releases. And, yeah, I mean, Star Wars Outlaws looked fantastic. And I thought, you know, I, I always get a little worried with Ubisoft because we've seen them show off some pretty amazing things um, only to have them push back or, or not come out. So I like that we actually got a, uh, a release, I think, of next year, 2024. Um, and it looked, again, there wasn't any gameplay, I don't think, but it was all the uh, um, the, the intro and the, you know, the cutscenes. But again, I like the concept, you know, syndicate um, area of the Star Wars universe is touched upon in various games, various genres, but not really a main focus. A lot of the focus has been on initially Jedi, then recently Mandalorians. So I like this take on, um, you know, outlaw type stuff, bounty hunters, um, that sort of thing. I think in general, this game looks to be uh, outstanding, so I can't wait to see more of it and what the, you know, what the gameplay is going to look like uh, and that sort of stuff. Now, Ubisoft does pretty good with world games um and again it sounds like this has been more their focus than on a lot of other stuff um so it's been quite kind of quiet from their studio so i think generally speaking I, I i'm pretty excited about this much more excited than i was about the new assassin's creed for sure um the other thing i thought you know the showcase showed was a lot of 
some stuff we were aware of was coming out. You know, we got to see a first look at Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Um, we've known about Hellblade 2 coming out. But I think some of the things that, you know, I was really excited about was uh, Fable, obviously going back to that universe, I think is uh, fantastic. Um, Clockwork Revolution looked like Bioshock. Um, and then Exile does amazing storytelling work. So I'm really excited for that one. And, you know, in general, I think the thing I'm most excited about was City Skylines 2. Um, the first City Skylines um, pretty much took away what um, what they couldn't do with um, SimCity. And I think they've really expanded that. And one thing I really like about um, the developer and the City Skylines franchise in general is the amount of stuff that they build upon it and the amount of... DLC they provide, the amount of customization, the amount of upgrades. So I'm really excited. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. And, of course, the fact that, you know, a lot of these games are coming out day one on um, Xbox Game Pass, um, I think is a huge, huge sell, particularly for folks right now who don't want to spend the $70 on a game. Let's face it, um, with inflation and everything else, games are expensive, and it's harder to really um, partake in some of the games. So really the, the, the benefit that you're getting and the value you get with Xbox Game Pass continues to be really strong with all these titles that are being released. So all in all, I thought they did an excellent showcase and, and looking forward to these games. And Justin, your take, please. Yeah, uh, I think they did a pretty good job. So um, I think with, with the Star Wars game, that's the one I'm probably the most curious about seeing what kind of game it actually is uh it was a, a very good impressive trailer but it it didn't really kind of go over what the game is is going to be like now if you look at what massive entertainment has created in the past i think they're most well known for the division division two so i think that's probably going to be a frame of reference as to what kind of game we're we're going to expect from them uh, they're, they're mostly if you look back they they're Experiences mostly with RTSs. They made uh, World in Conflict and um, Ground Control. Uh, Ground Control is real old, but uh, that's that's where they kind of. It's, obviously, this is not going to be an RTS. So my frame of reference is probably going to be something along the lines of the Division for this game. So, but I think we're, we'll know more tomorrow as to what what uh, what it looks like with the with the gameplay showcase. So I, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think Starfield. Uh, that was another huge highlight for me for, with this showcase. I think it's 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 shaping up. I mean, Bethesda, it, that's really like the the main most important one for Xbox right now. You know, Redfall obviously didn't didn't really do what what Xbox needed it to do, um, but I do, I am pretty confident that Starfield will uh will will deliver. It it looks good. I mean Bethesda it looks like they've put a ton of time and effort into it. I mean they, they the deep dive they went in with Star Starfield was very extensive. So obviously that was uh what what uh, Microsoft thought was the the main highlight of the show and I agree. I think it it's um I think it's living up to the hype just based on on what it's uh, what it looks like. Um so uh, that was very impressive. I, I thought Starfield looks looks great, but again, that was also something we knew about. So Star Wars, um, Outlaws, Starfield, um, yeah, th those were probably the the, the most uh, impressive to me personally. But uh, everything in the showcase, I think they had a little bit for everybody. I mean, even Forza Motorsport, I think it looks great, uh, very high quality. So um, yeah, I'm. Uh, 
Uh, I'm I'm uh, pretty impressed with what they were able to show. Oh, of course, also have to mention Fable as well. Um, that's going to be also um, uh, definitely a huge one. I think what really impressed me was that while there were several games that I really didn't care about too much uh, at first glance, the fact that they were going to be day one on Game Pass, so at least there is the incentive to give it a try to see if maybe there's something under that will you know grow on you was very impressive the other thing that got me was that you saw some very intriguing things that we weren't expecting and like we said we mentioned star wars outlaws we you mentioned clockwork revolution those are the ones that stood out but then there was fallout 76 now obviously the game's been out for a while but the fact that they had a very creative trailer to show off a new DLC and the fact that it's going to Atlantic City is intriguing because from one standpoint, they're continuing to put new content out for the game, free new content out for the game on a regular basis. And it had always been said, oh, we're going to go outside of Appalachia. We're always going to go outside of Appalachia eventually. And we recently did with the last big, big update, Pit. And now to be able to go to Atlantic City opens up all kinds of interesting new ideas. When they first showed it, I thought, oh, no, they're going to Vegas. But uh, very intriguing. And the fact that it's coming soon, I, I'm curious, because any time you keep the Fallout franchise going, I mean, a lot of people have said, I'd love to hear a new Fallout game announced. But I think with the TV show coming on Prime Video, that sort of thing, they're going to keep uh, churning stuff out for Fallout 76. The other thing that uh, kind of struck me as odd was the... Uh, announcement of the Xbox S with one terabyte. Uh, the storage issues on it have long been documented. My son has one, and he's always complaining that anytime he uh, he can only back up the older games on an external drive, and if he wants to back up any of the newer ones, it's got to be on the hard drive or it has to be on the expansion module. Those are limited to one manufacturer currently, and they're quite expensive. I mean, he joked that the one terabyte upgrade was actually almost as much as buying in the console. And, um, you know, when, when they said they have a one terabyte console coming, that's great. But it's like, what do you do for the folks who already have a system? You know, expecting them to just go out and buy a new system isn't practical. But for those who have been hesitant to get on board, it could be an interesting thing. Anyway, uh, Capcom tomorrow as well as Ubisoft Forward, so hopefully we'll get some new information on that as well as some other games, especially some of the Division games. We'll see what's going on. I know they just launched a new season recently. Uh, looking forward, we obviously were supposed to have E3 next week. That isn't happening. The Summer Game Fest is going through. And once we get through with the reveals and such, the next one that everyone's looking at is Gamescom. And now we've had word, completely expected, that apparently PlayStation is out, but Nintendo is apparently going to take part. And this will be their uh, big return to gaming convention. Justin, start us off. What do you make of this? My guess is Nintendo will time a Nintendo Direct right around the time that they do games, uh, game, Gamescom goes on. So they used to do this quite a bit when they shifted to the direct model instead of doing like a live event at uh, like E3, for instance, they would do a direct and then they would have a presence on the show floor to, uh, to kind of like have a hands-on with a lot of the games that they just announced. Um, 
at, at their uh, direct showcase. So my my guess is, and th- this direct uh, model has worked for Nintendo for years. So my guess is that that's when to expect a big Nintendo Direct is right around Gamescom, um, and then that way they can you know kind of wow everybody with their with their big reveals and surprises, and then um, the next day or so, then journalists and uh, and others can, can kind of get their hands on demos and things. Um, that's that's my prediction now as to what they'll show. Um, obviously, their their big game this year was um, Tears of the Kingdom, um, but we don't really know what else is coming at the end of the year. They have to have some uh, something of it for the holiday season, uh, or they should uh, preferably. Uh, as to what that is, I'm not really sure. Uh, we still haven't seen Metroid Prime Four. I'm eagerly awaiting uh, what Retro Studios has been doing with that game, but we'll have to see if that's actually, you know, at at a place where they can show it. I think it's been about four or five years since Retro Studios took over that particular project. So my guess is is that it's uh, it, it should hopefully be far enough along now. Whether it will, we'll see a release date this year, I, I'm skeptical. Usually, Nintendo has, is, they usually do this where um, they, they can sometimes announce games and then release them very, very shortly after. Um, so that that might be what they're doing with Metroid Prime 4. We might get a surprise and uh, a short re- release window between the, the gameplay reveal and um, then actual release, but we'll have to see. Uh, my uh, My expectation is probably... Um, I'm going to just make a prediction. They will probably show Metroid Prime 4. That will probably be their big headline game uh, at their upcoming Direct. They'll probably have some kind of gameplay demo at Gamescom and will probably release early next year. And Michael, you have something. Yeah, it's been a pretty um, quiet year for Nintendo. Well, gr- granted, if you take away the uh, the biggest release that they've had in a while with the uh, um, uh, Zelda game. But yeah, I think uh, Metroid Prime 4 is probably a pretty safe bet on what we'll see. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say how much of this is going to be new announcements for Nintendo versus what we'll just be um, showcasing what's, you know, coming in the next, you know, up to the holiday season. Uh, I'm not really sure what all major games are in the works for them right now, uh, but it'll be curious to see if we, you know, what they do show. Um, It's interesting that they're going to attend Gamescom. Um, which uh, to me tells me they're going to have some hands-on stuff. Otherwise, there wouldn't be real big incentive for them to go. I mean, they could do all that they do with a Nintendo Direct. But even when they're at E3, they would do their own Nintendo Direct kind of showcase. But they would have a pretty big floor um, where they, you know, they'd have a lot of hands-on demos of games that were coming up or, or in the process of being released. So even though they haven't had a, had a, a showcase at E3 for several years, they did always have a you know a, a big part of the floor dedicated strictly to their game releases, and I would expect the Gamescom is going to be the same. So yeah, I'll be curious to see um, what types of games we can see coming out for the Switch. I mean, obviously there's rumors going around about a, a Switch 2 that's been going around since the OLED model was released. Um, I don't know that we're going to get that yet. I think that would probably be some time, hopefully in 2024, when we get some information about that. But overall, I think uh, Metro Prime is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I think you're definitely uh, looking at it. And it, it's interesting because, as I told people, they were like, what's it going to take? And I said, well, you look at, for PlayStation to get back in. And I said, number one, they have to see the value in it. Now, if Xbox decides 
that they want to take part in Gamescom, and all of a sudden, two of the big three are there. And maybe if market shares change and they start gaining ground, who knows? But right now, PlayStation doesn't have the incentive. Um, we heard a similar thing for PAX West. We don't know about Xbox, but we do know that uh, Microsoft, uh, Nintendo is doing a direct at the same time. Who knows? So a lot of stuff to uh, clear up. Now, we are a bit uh, crunched on time, so I'll just close out with a little uh, couple of news things that came through. Uh, number one, apparently Marvel has settled uh, with four artists in the superhero copyright fight. Basically, uh, characters ranging from Iron Man, Ant-Man, Captain Marvel, the artists were claiming that uh, such time has passed that they now retain the rights under copyright law. Marvel had commented, no, you were essentially work for hire. They didn't apply and apparently this has all been settled, so uh, good news there. And then with the potential of a SAG after a strike coming up, a lot of questions have started to arise about San Diego Comic-Con, which is about uh, five weeks away at this point. And uh, stuff we've heard right now is that if the actors were to strike, uh, you'd essentially be left with directors, studio heads, and non-writing producers to go and uh, promote films. There have been some reports that various studios have kind of said, we're on a hold right now in terms of determining what exactly we're going to do. We've heard that HBO is out. And then we've also heard a rumor that uh, should the actors actually go on strike, there is the potential that a waiver could be granted to allow promotion at the event because it's a large event. So stay tuned. It will be an ongoing thing. And that is going to do it for us right now, folks. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoyed the showcases and look forward to the ones that are coming up. Until then, take care.